Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello! And welcome to the AEW Collision Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture. Joined by another one of the Dudley Boys, hey. Michael Hamlet from What Culture. This to guy. look ahead to this weekend's episode. Already doing dad jokes in a minute, weeks. AEW Collision. Uh, but before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube. <sighs> First week. Uh, no wrestle culture this week, but we'll get into that in a second. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> but we do daily wrestling podcasts. Mm-hmm. Where we not only review AW Collision, but also AW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show, formerly known as NXT 2.0. Pay-per-views, oh premium live events, we have interviews, Sorry, guys. roundtable <laughs> discussions, and a roundup that we complete with a very good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Hamlet to look ahead to AEW Collision this weekend. Um, but yeah, we got some splaining to do, first of all. Yeah. So yeah, there is no uh, WrestleCulture on the video podcast, uh, and also it's going to explain why we sound a little bit weird today. Because due to unforeseen building maintenance, we've mm-hmm. been kicked out of what culture towers today. Yeah. Um, so obviously we can't do the Wrestle Culture video podcast. The audio podcast still going ahead as normal. Don't you worry about that one. But as with the uh, SmackDown preview, which came out earlier on today, we are not recording this in the office. But we're also not recording it on Google Meets or Zoom no. or whatever. Why didn't Skype ever win that battle? What? Like it was already set up. Yeah, and Zoom came through and just stole its thunder. And Skype, like generally, was good. Like myself and Adam Nicholas. Do you know him? I do. Yeah, he. Uh, we uh, we did podcast horseman over Skype. What's that? What podcast po- horseman? Well, it's a podcast, a weekly episode by episode audio review podcast of the critically acclaimed Netflix series BoJack Horseman. Oh yeah, yeah. I used to say that every single week to basically keep my mental health from collapsing during the pandemic. I bet and you if- nearly taught yourself horse. We talked to some horse about a talking horse, Wilborn. Hey. And uh, if you want to listen back to one of those episodes, you can do. It's uh, a review show and a life diary of two people gradually falling apart during the strangest period in human history. Yeah. And a show about a talking horse. And it was recorded where we are sat right now. What? In Chez Adam Nicholas, because he is very kindly. Well, top boy. Turned, well, a big negative this morning, frankly, an even bigger positive because we get to hang out at his place to do yeah. these and ruin his vibe. I <laughs> just. <laughs> His neighbours wondering why they're now thinking of moving somewhere else. Because, like, oh, it's a dickhead apartment now. <laughs> like, uh... It's just full of lads. Yes, <laughs> the lads boys are here. Wrestling. Yeah, we are uh, in Adam Nicholas's flats recording the podcast. It's good here, isn't it? Yeah, I don't want to go back to work. <laughs> it's great. I like I like that also. Yeah, we've all had a big laugh. Yeah. We've all had a big joke about you staying here for the rest of the night. But uh, leave. Yeah. Hey, and also, just 
I'll give you permission. Be as loud as you want. My neighbours are all at work, and if they're not, you lose it. <laughs> hey, you had enough of this in the pandemic. They'll do. Yeah, they're getting like um, they're getting a podcast sort of a DVD extras section, aren't they? Because they're hearing all the pre-record chat yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like we, uh, if you've listened to the SmackDown one yet. Spoilers. We go off. Let's say we go off course into a particular topic. Listen to find out. Mm-hmm. And in between finishing that recording and starting this one, we dove very deep into that diversion. So they've heard all of that, if nothing yes. else. But I'm not going to talk about what that is because yeah. I think we went quite deep in that. And like this is collision. This is the. Uh, this is the. How can I put this? This is the serious wrestling show where sometimes serious wrestlers are accused of being a little bit robotic but nonetheless they are going to war oh. and that's all i'll say, that's all I'll say. but yes lots. and in terms of no- audiences aw have killed a lot over the last four years <laughs> but you know lots to look forward to tonight on uh, aw collision <laughs> lots to look forward to tonight on uh, aw collision you've got brian Daniels it was uh, strictly come down Brian Daniels and Christian Cage with the TNT title. Samoa Joe defending the ROH TV title against Willie Mack. You know, lots to look forward to on Collision. You're a real piece of garbage. He started doing this now, right? Uh Where previously, me and Sage would be, you know, coming in Friday afternoon. And for the most part, there was was maybe another match to be added or something special to be announced over the weekend or after Rampage. Yeah. Now... We're lucky if we have two matches to look forward to, and then they announce it usually after Rampage, or generally about ten minutes after we finish recording the podcast. Well, this is weird for me, because I normally obviously do SmackDown, and Sidge does Collision, and I'd never gotten around to asking how you were even doing these previews, because I just thought, when Collision finished on the go-home show to All In, that ever since then they've just been running replays in the slot on Saturday (laughs) night. You know, they had a good sort of 10-12 week run, like... There was at least one star that was having bangers every week. And then, like, some stuff happened at Wembley with a Nepo baby. And then that was it. They finished Collision, didn't they? They wrapped it. What's, <laughs> what? Good. Is this just like, have they just rebadged Rampage? <laughs> uh, look, I'm being flippant. It pisses people off because Sidgwick's analysis of AW is really good and we F about too much. But Brian Dinosaurus and Christian Cage, legit dream match. This. Yeah, it's going to be wonderful. I mean, it, it may be the case. I'm sitting here going, oh, there'll be loads of matches more announced. Maybe they'll give just to Danielson and Christian Cage an hour, and I'll yeah. be absolutely fine with that because it'll be awesome. This rules. Like, especially as there's been criticism headed Adam Cole and MJF's way, Christian Cage has like slotted into that best thing in AEW absolutely. role lately. Um, the matches are always great with Christian, but his is a career of having great matches um, and it more being about how his character is booked. The matches. Well, it's not the easy bit, it's wrestling. But he's the one that makes it look like the easy bit. Mm. It's always about how his character is being used. And lately, obviously, it's just firing on next level. They've got this um, Adam Copeland storyline that's cooking quite nicely. Mm. It feels almost like the culmination of the Christian abuses people's dead relatives character. Like a man that has gotten so evil that the only person that can stop him is the one that has been his friend and brother all of these years. So it's like there's there's definitely a, a nice direction they're headed with that. And you would assume this heats that up because I think Danielson takes the title here. Really? Brian Danielson, um, and Sidgwick's done a great article about this, available at whatclutch.com forward slash WWE, where he's talked about his fatal flaw being his lack of ambition. Mm. I'm not spoiling one of his entries, it's on the thumbnail. But Brian Danielson is a guy that we know is so content with the mere act of pro wrestling and getting to test himself in all these different settings and against all the different opponents that sometimes it makes his matches too predictable. The Iron Man match against MJF is maybe the best Iron Man match ever, and yet not once did you think Brian Danielson could yeah. justifiably win the title. Like that's how big a genius he is, and I think this might—they might have 
stumbled into, or, you know, let's be fair, booked the perfect compromise. The TNT title is a championship that lends itself to open challenges. Danielson has said he would rather work Saturdays and Wednesdays. He dropped straight in to the kind of the void left by CM Punk to give Ricky Starks that incredible two match series. Yeah. Like, he's sort of become the guy on this brand where Punk was previously because there isn't a talk about him like doing a lot of the backstage stuff as well. Yeah. It just fits, doesn't it? The, TN- the collision's on TNT. Mm-hmm. Like, they've had this thing with the belts before where you- they seem to be getting defended on the wrong channel. <laughs> You're putting the branded belt on the best wrestler, maybe in the world still, who defends it once a week against a buffet of different opponents and you know we're going to get to another weird match on this show featuring a wrestler that isn't well two wrestlers aren't even part of the AEW roster yeah danielson must be drooling at the prospect of what he can do defending the title once a week like it's very much like right well orange cassidy hold my vegan beer sort of thing like i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna go and be brian danielson every single week with a belt on the line christian losing as a result of uh cope jones's interference Mm to help heat all that up, you know, after what happened to Adam Copeland on Dynamite. It just feels right for the change. I think Christian doesn't want to fight Edge. He wants the Edge, sorry, Adam Copeland. He wants that Adam Copeland problem to go away. Mm. Adam Copeland taking that title away will make Christian want a particularly mean-spirited kind of vengeance. I think it's the natural order of things for Christian to lose this belt, to be fired up enough to want to fight Adam Copeland. See, I think Christian Cage retains here because I think they're setting up for a full gear match with the belt between him and Copeland. Ah. Um, also because, less so because of that, arguably more because of what's happening with the international championship mm-hmm. and how that's getting hot-shotted. Now, un- there's understandable justification for that. Me and Andy talked a little bit about it on the news today because obviously it was on Orange Cassidy for what nearly a year, 300-odd mm-hmm. days, then Moxley took it. That was always the plan. And then obviously one would have, I think you and I both agree, we would have assumed that he would have held it for a while, but not as long as Cassidy held it for. Maybe giving it back to Cassidy. Potentially, possibly, yeah. yeah. Um, but obviously you had the concussion and it's understandable that they just called an audible and had Phoenix win it there. Um, I sense now we've seen what happened with the title and the explanation that Ray Phoenix has dropped it back to Orange Cassidy because of, I think, visa issues. Right. Um, I sense that you probably watched that and went, probably should have just dropped it the week before then, whoever he defended the title against on that yes, dynamite. another opportunity absolutely blown to not belt the biggest star in the organisation, but we move, you know. There'll come a day, there will come a day, and it's not just going to be a Texas Chainsaw one, like where that fist-pumping celebration is actually going to actually get the works, yeah. The Orange Cassidy character thing, by the way, like he, I've, I've kind of not been able to stop thinking about this since Wednesday, mm. that somebody... Like brilliantly as well. Like I, I posted about it on X, and then somebody kindly linked me to a video that somebody had made of the side by side celebrations. Yes, the str- like daft stuff, but like quite detailed. The streamers being gold instead of orange, as if to suggest it's about the belt rather than the character. Now yeah. he walks out the ring. You know, we said this on the review, kind of looking a bit disconsolate to even have it. Yeah. Is he angry? Like he battered Ray Phoenix. Really, he's been quite opportunistic to even get the match in the first place. And yet he's taken full advantage of it. That's not very Orange Cassidy. He was quite um, quite a bitter bastard in the interview with Hook and Renee the other week. Oh, so John Mox has got another shot. Interesting. Like, that's not very chill of the guy that's the, you know, the kind of coolest cat on the roster sort of thing. So whatever is exactly is happening with Orange Cassidy is, I think, maybe way more fascinating than what might have been a run for John Moxley while mm. Cassidy was waiting to get the belt back. I am honestly questioning if Moxley not getting cleared was a work. Okay. To make Cassidy look like a guy that's swooped in and taken advantage. Like, it's 
dangerous to promote like that and I you've got to be careful how you do it but did they want it to look as if Orange Cassidy is kind of almost like cashed in you know that you know how we say in uh, WWE whenever there's a baby face and money in the bank it's really hard to not make them look like a heel yeah Orange Cassidy kind of did he kind of Charlotte Flair his way to getting the belt back didn't he mm. Moxley's out oh, I'll take that thanks very much and Phoenix is already working kind of hurt and then Cassidy's just decked him I don't know if it's a heel turn or if it's just a bit of a reckoning or a referendum of him looking at it thinking I don't know I don't know if I actually want this. I've got it now, and is it really what I want? Yeah, it reduced me to last yeah. time. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff happening there. Um, I like the idea of him not defending it every week, being like, actually, this week I'm not working again. I can't be bothered. Well, like, that was MJF's yeah. modus operandi once upon a time, but he's now the guy that you know works tag matches and singles matches on the same pay-per-view, so they could do with the champion that is going to try and dog it a little bit, and Orange Cassidy being that would be a nice subversion of everything else we've seen from this year and I came up with the uh, term slow-mo low blow for uh, Orange Cassidy as a heel I mean that's really good it doesn't work because how would that, how'd that hurt just getting goes. slowly lifted by the groin okay? <laughs> oh, the... slow blow slow blow very slow good blow, there you go thank you thanks Nicholas circling back to the TNT title I think Christian Cage the father <laughs> as he's called now I, I mean he's had it already for what four months this title yeah, so I, I I keep this keep the streak going. Long reign going, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. There is absolutely no way that uh, the Copa does not put his hands through his hair and say, "I'm your daddy, bitch," Ooh. before whatever the next pay per view is. Um, and if he's screwed him out of his title on the way, how far away is Full Gear? I'll look that up. Thought <laughs> it's mid November. It is eighteenth of November. Eighteenth of November. So, yeah, just over a month away. That's like um, that's a big live event. Is full gear. Mm. It's three days before the biggest live event of 2023. Hang on, I'm just. Was that Crown Jewel or. No. Survivor Series? No, close again. No, I can't think what it could be. The Dadly Boys are what? playing live. Uh, it might be a podcast, but it is going to be more like playing. Uh, at the Mosaic Tap in Newcastle upon Tyne on the 21st of November, um, where we'll be able to talk about what might have happened yep. at full gear and what could happen at Survivor Series War Games. As well as oh. doing a bloody good quiz, as well as doing a Q and A, you want to see what one of them looked like, and the kind of things that Wilborn reveals what he got up to at university. Check out our YouTube channel for more of those. <laughs> uh, five star review, review. Five star review. There'll be chance for people to get involved with one of your trademark bloody good quizzes, the best in the business. Unless, Hell yeah! Unless you're off and Phil does it. Like it's fair. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be great, and there's still a very limited number of tickets available. They went on sale a today. Time of recording. Yeah, they went on sale today, and they've gone pretty well. But we're plugging this now because there's still a few remaining if you want to get your hands on them. It's going to be a kind of one. It's the first time ever. We've all been together on a live show, which is wild. Mm. First time. But like, That's get mad, involved. Isn't it? Yeah. Get involved while you still can. There'll be lots to talk about. I mean, there always is. It's frigging wrestling. Now. Yeah. You're never allowed to stop. You have to go around people's houses to talk about it because even if there's maintenance in a building, <laughs> there must be shows to be talked about. But yeah, come and join us in Newcastle. It's going to be a blast. The first of its kind. And this sounds like sales patter. Like, it's not necessarily something we can do again anytime soon. This is a special one, at least mm. for now. Not never, but for now. And you get a special, like, there's a special deal with a t shirt as well. Oh, the t shirt is so good oh. as well. Have you seen it? It's uh, it's got like, it's obviously got the, our beautiful logo on the new logo, the new color scheme and everything, but it's got a date for the show. So it'll be a one off for oh, yeah. that show. That t shirt might come around again, but it'll never be that. That'll be on Antiques Roadshow in a few years. Time. I've searched eBay high and low for the CM Punk shirts from both Money in the Bank and the First Dance that are the ones with the date on rather than just the standard logo because they're better. <laughs> like I, I would just, if I got one, I would just lie and say, oh, this, yeah, uh, Chicago, I was there. Mm. Like, I knew you in 20, no, I was there. I was there. Flew was over. There. 
Um, you never heard of like super fast transatlantic flights? My friend Stax gets one every Tuesday. So, Boncord. Whatculture.com/tickets. We talked about things that people are talking about, and one of the main things people are talking about about AW right now is. Tony Khan's Twitter tirade. I'm doing alliteration because Sid isn't here to tell me off. <laughs> yeah. um, it was fun heading in towards the Tuesday Night War. Yeah. Feels a little sad now. It's weird, isn't it? I, like, I don't hate it. Um, he's a billionaire, so it's quite funny to know that all of the money in the world doesn't stop you getting like your titties in a twist when things go wrong. And I think there's a there's a certain, there's a window in like the human psyche there, like nothing can stop you still getting a little bit pissy when things don't go your way, when your team loses, whatever. I've noticed as well. This is the first time that I can remember in Twitter history where because there's a protest tomorrow at Craven Cottage, isn't there? Yeah. So does this mark the first time that both the wrestling side and the football side are kind of cool? things going really well for the Jags? I think he was at the game last night for the Jags. I think they might have won. Right. Double so check. he's got to have at least one of his irons in the fire still burning because. Um, if the Fulham fan, I mean, the Fulham fans are probably worse than the wrestling fans for the grief that Tony Khan gets on Twitter. They sure sh- print stuff on flags. Um, I don't mind it. I don't like, I think he knows what he's doing a bit. Um, he gets big on this uh, Challenger brand stuff. Oh, hang on. Wait a minute. I'm just looking at your, they're playing your precious Colts. They're playing the Carl Good Colts. When's that? Sunday. So they might need to play the other day or not? I don't think they did. Maybe it was a different game that he was at. Um, yeah, I think he's trying to be the um, the challenger brand. The Pepsi, the Burger King, the whole thing that he likes about comparing AW to these things were a big deal. We're just not as big as them, so everything you do is punching up. And it is, I guess. I just wish that at the same time, um, just for fun, really, Triple H would log on, and or Shawn Michaels would log on. Not that I can read him because he blocked me. But uh, one of them would log on and punch back. I think it'd be really fun to see them having digs at each other. Whenever you see um, a WWE tweet, it's always reported by an outlet that those within WWE were said to be thrilled with NXT or those within WWE think that AEW's struggling or, oh my God, you've just scrolled past a picture of Shawn Michaels strangling Tony Khan Photoshop. Oh, it was the, it was the, the Chiefs versus the Broncos. That's where okay. it was. So not his team either. No. Go Chiefs. Um, Patrick, Patty, Patrick Mahomes. I think he's probably fine. But it's just what it looks like, isn't it? The Undertaker and Cena one was incredibly petty. Incredibly yeah. petty. Like, what's your take on it? We've not really talked about this. I know you and Murray did it on the news, but I've not watched it yet. What was your... I, I, I think I just... Yeah, I thought it was so funny on, you know, the bald asshole stuff. <laughs> and the shots about, like, when someone called him, like, Sir Vince McMahon. I was mm. like, absolutely go after people like that. Have them. But, and this is a this is a man who supports Chesterfield for a living, so I've got a lot of experience with this. Sometimes you just got to take the L. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to say, you know what? I I get it. They didn't exactly play fair. They hoid legends on the show left, right, and centre, and people are still saying, oh, the developmental brand beat your big show. But I don't to, I'm going to push back on that narrative slightly as well. Like that is what people think because when it was the Wednesday Night War, WWE played really dirty. But this is NXT's night. Yeah. Like, they have every right when another show, a wrestling show, no less, is coming to compete, to compete in the best way they see fit. 
Look, I'd have rather we'd have had a normal NXT. I don't think NXT would have won, but I'd love to see how close they'd have got. A normal NXT, like I, I like the way that they blended in uh, a Dominic Mysterio or a, a Becky Lynch, for example, yeah. rather than just, like you say, just dropping in yeah, a I, Cena or a... I, don't, I, I wouldn't even necessarily have minded Cody as much. Cody at least is justified of like, well, we do the Dusty Cup on NXT. Yeah, and he kind of mixed in with the silliness. Of it, yeah. I'm the, I'm the GM, apparently. That's how things I worked through, I walked through a door and then made with the boss. But, yeah, it was a bit... But I understand why, yeah, like I say, why WWE did it and how now, if they ever catch wind that Dynamite's going to have to move nights for, I don't know what it was, football or hockey mm-hmm. or whatever, NXT moves again so they can be like, no, 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 that was the last, that was the last game. That was the last quiz. Finished now, yeah. Well, they, you know, last week, as you have not wholly and accurately pointed out, that's two in a row. <laughs> so like, let's let's have a look. I know it's like Tuesday versus Wednesday again next week, but let's have a look again next week. I just will never know, I guess, what the current... I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it hot. I'm not saying NXT's on a streak or anything, but... Um, I am. But we also... we um, This is an AEW podcast, so we should talk about AEW, I guess. Mm. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Well, do you think... Uh, the this the fallout from the Tuesday Night Wars is going to affect AEW going forward. Do you think his booking is going to change? Do you think, you know, in terms of the locker room saying he needs to take his phone taken away from him? Yeah, I, he lost lost a little bit of respect from people who've you know he's been Booker of the Year so many times year. now. I mean, he's obviously not getting it this year. That's HBK's. It's in the bag. One hundred percent. But. <laughs> What do you think uh, this is going to do regarding AEW's strategy going forward? I think you've been really flippant. Sorry about the Shawn Michaels thing. I do worry that people are taking our jokes too seriously. It might not be Shawn's. It could be Triple H's. But um, the thing... Sid made a point on one of our Q&As, of which you can watch on the YouTube channel, that Tony Khan did at least book a show closer to AEW's core principles Mm. when he did counter-program. He didn't counter-program with a Goldberg or a Mercedes Manet. No buttons press. Uh, He countered with his best wrestlers and you know like let's look at those best wrestlers Brian Danielson versus Swerve Strickland oh, great like Swerve Strickland is on the ascendancy we've just talked about Danielson kind of in best in the world form like 
it, not necessarily a match. Even on paper, you were like, is that a drawing match? Maybe not. But as an AW fan, you kind of can't wait to see the consequences. Mm. Um, best wrestlers in the world, Jay White. I forget who he was facing. But Jay White was out there. <laughs> now, now, Jay White and Hangman Page, another match that on paper isn't massive. Get out just, just remember these house on me. Um, Jay White and Hangman Page, another match that is very AW, right? Like these are two of our absolute top talents. You've got yeah. a guy on the decline telling a long story with Hangman Page whilst they are heating up Jay White to be the number one contender. They are hugely story driven. Things happening in AEW right now, matches that have a very high ceiling, and like depending on who you are, like both delivered to that mm-hmm. core base on the night as well. Even if, and in the case of Jay White and Hammer Page, especially, even if they weren't there really to get the numbers, yeah, you know, like he's competed in the way that he wants AEW to compete, not in the way that he maybe thought he should by going big names, big and out. You know, remember the, remember the Tony Khan huge announcement era, <laughs> like every week there was like so little of that. and... So I think there was quite a lot to admire about that dynamite, even though it went down in a very predictable defeat. I think it was, I think it was a sign that like they're gonna hold firm on what they think is right, but it shouldn't just be the ratings war that gets everybody to look inwards with an AW. Mm. I, th- I would like to think there's been a lot of introspection this year. You cannot keep turning up to half full buildings, yeah, like third full buildings. Even like the pay per views are fantastic but he sees the feedback he reads he might have been on twitter is that works both ways he's seeing tweets as well as posting them and he must have seen tweets going on about the builds and about like a bunch of like customers that are very much satisfied as the pay-per-view goes off the air but weren't for weeks and weeks Mm. and weeks in the build-up it's just been a trying year for AEW, and i think this is like another part of it um bookers have runs and it is my belief that tony khan's is over but can, it can happen again easily, but it can happen again. You yeah. can you can get a second bite. You know, you can something can catch fire. A storyline can just unexpectedly take shape. I think, I, I really think we're probably not discussing enough the potential impact of Swerve Strickland AEW champion in twenty twenty four. I think that is a genuine elevation of a guy that feels really current and a, like a proper. I know this is a WWE term, but a proper superstar in the making. I think Swerve eventually becoming champion is this story. I think it's the I think it's the most exciting thing in AEW, and it's still like lurking in the mm, background, isn't mm-hmm. it? We're watching a guy that is clearly on the path to superstardom, to greatness, and that's something to get excited about. So it's all still there. It's mm. all like AEW as we knew it is still there, but until that like that one wrestler, or that one story properly catches fire, and when you know, you know, because it felt like it was happening with Cole and MJF before it cooled a little bit. I don't know. I don't know if like I think he'll keep tweeting through it. Yeah. So I saw a tweet, and I wish I could remember who said it. It's one thing to argue, yeah, yeah, it's good to be a poster, just stay being forums Tony Khan. But if he was forums Tony Khan, on, and I was on forums, when you get something spectacularly wrong, or your take is proven stupid, you don't double down, you back down, mm-hmm. and you just wait until people stop talking about it, and you pretend that nobody ever quotes what you say. I don't say that, what are you talking about? Yeah. You move into another thread, and you start having a different argument instead. Maybe that's his next move. Maybe find a new wrestling argument and pile on that instead. Do you think... Any of this is a, is the catalyst behind the decision randomly to bring Mystico into AEW. Obviously, he's not going to be on a show we're going to be reporting on. He's on next week's Rampage against Rocky Romero. Mexico's pound for pound crown, but yeah. this came out of the blue last night. Yeah, um, Mystico. Obviously, for those unaware, um, Sin Cara, but don't let that put you off. Basically, yes, that's, that's the crap. Like that was a terrible run, but he came in as one of the like the biggest stars. In Mexico, like a proven... Triple H's first one, really. Yeah, he was kind of like supposed to be like Triple H's proven ground as a talent scout. And it didn't obviously work out for 
myriad reasons, but he's a proven draw, a mega star. Like, cannot understate this. Can still give you, like, expect a like high quality lucha match. Rocky Romero will base for him. Like, this is a nice bit of business for Rocky Romero, presumably as well. And I, it's I think this is less about the match itself taking place on Rampage. It's more about this idea that AW is and still can be the destination for all pro wrestling. Like I see this and I think, well, maybe because he's wrestling on next week's Rampage, you've just found Daniel Bryan's first TNT title challenger. You know, like that's, you're supposed to be encouraged to think about that era when every, you know, when every AW graphic drop was better than the last. You'd log mm-hmm. on to Twitter and you'd think it was what that guy, you know that Tom's Customs guy? Yeah, yeah. You'd think like, oh, what's he done now? Oh, no, it's real. Like, this is actually a match. Like, I'm not sure them days are ever coming back, but this is one that immediately, I think, shocked people awake a little bit. And whether or not this is opening up new, um, well, opening up, I guess, forbidden doors to other companies, to other organisations, who knows? Maybe this is the start of something. Maybe he's just a special guest. But I like AW acting in the faith of the AW fans. Like, mm. this is, I think, what they want to watch. And I love just wild match graphics, like the one we've got uh, for this weekend's collision involving the ROH TV oh, yeah. title. Samoa Joe begins, in his words, his ascension towards greatness. I've really enjoyed those little vignettes of him living his best life. Uh, and he faces Willie Mack, who, I mean, this is just going to be, I can't take my eyes off this. I'm happy to be uh, completely wrong on this one, because I just feel like it's maybe more interesting to talk about. Is there any chance... That Samoa Joe's ascension towards greatness is a red herring, and like last week, Willie Mack takes the title in a shock. I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule it out, you know. Like he's a Ring of Honor regular, yeah. In the way that Joe seems like he's needed more on the AW side, this wouldn't take away Joe's path back to MJF, but it would certainly shock him and like it'd wake him up a little bit, mm-hmm. splash water in the face. You know, what? I haven't taken this TV title seriously. I was smoking a cigar in a suit basically talking my way back up to the world title and I took my eye off the ball Yeah, and he hasn't learned the lesson that FTR didn't last week and it becomes a bit of a, a conversation point that wow things can change like that in wrestling and just like what happened to FTR have now happened to Samoa Joe championship matches need to mean more again because how many of these matches have you and Sid previewed where it doesn't matter the quality of the match the spots the story that might have been fed going in the winner is totally predictable yeah. when, there's, when there's one of these belts on the line like I'd love it if they went... Because it's a subversion of FTR win, right? It's a subversion on a subversion to have that happen two weeks in a row. Sorry, to have the FTR lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing it once is like, whoa, I did not see that coming. You would never in a million years better happen in two weeks in a row. No. What is going on? What, like, the champions have, got, have gotten to. What's, like, Phoenix has just lost in mm. an unexpected loss to Cassidy. Like, that sense of unpredictability when one of AEW's biggest problems has been with predictable matches mm. on the TV... I think would be very welcome. And if Collision became the destination for it, you have Danielson and Wild Results as your your reasons to watch. Mm. And I do think, I can't think of the guy's name, but I do feel like Collision has been lacking a reason to watch since like since a big roster omission <laughs> from the summer. Yeah, I think that, that shock title win, whether it was due to an injury or not, I've heard conflicting reports throughout this week. Um, with regarding Cash Wheeler, apparently it's an injury, but not as seriously as reported, and right. they pushed for the okay changes. I think, I think, but because yeah, the, the reason I say that is they've built up a decent bit of cachet because we were so flippant last week on the preview of just like very nice, yeah, Starks and Big Bill and Big Bill eat the pinfall because Starks is still on the mm-hmm. rise. But uh, and I was like, 
Well, got that one completely wrong. <laughs> so now, yeah, I previously maybe would have gone in and gone, Willie Mack's going to give him a great match because it's Willie Mack. Uh, but Samoa Joe's going to do some monstering of a big guy regardless, retain that, and then be like, oh, I'm on the road to you know, getting the world title as well as this TV title. He's been a revelation, obviously, as the ROH oh, TV champion. Don't get me wrong. Like, Joe, Joe's run's been, like, it's been really strong, emerging from what looked at first like a career that was winding down. Mm-hmm. I think, like, Joe's, like, his form graph has, like, aggressively spikes upwards in 2023. Oh, yeah. um, and these two, they're really well matched at the point of the, like, with Willie Mack's size and what how Joe uses his size now, this is very much like Wheelie Big Cheese and Kill a lot, isn't it? Like, <laughs> Willie Mack's probably not got the power to flip Joe, but you kind of want to watch that they might. Yeah. And, I, like, anyway... Check out the back end of the SmackDown review. A small car. They could flip a small car. I don't think Willie Mack could as well. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> um, what were you talking about? <laughs> I was talking about uh, Wheelie Big Cheese, the uh, Surrey submission machine. <laughs> now, as I said, that's the only two <laughs> matches we've got advertised, but I haven't got the button either. Damn really game. Let's. Uh, <laughs> let's yeah, that's, uh, that's meant to mean it. If you look away, I have the AW roster okay, page yeah. open in front of me. Mm-hmm. We'll just book a random match for yep. tonight's show. We'll use the uh, not tonight's this weekend show. Um, usual pro evo rules apply Good, for you, both yeah. sides. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're ready, tell me when to stop. Uh, stop. Okay, pick a number between one and five. By the way, if you pick one of the people who's a champion, mm-hmm. then that automatically makes it a title match. Okay, let's let our host pick the number between one and five, Nicholas. Ooh. Three, the number of Dadleys who will be on an amazing live show yeah, on the 21st good. of November. Uh, it's on a helico. Twist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> stop. <laughs> Go again, Nicholas. It's Pro Evo rules. Two. <laughs> Dax Harwood. Oh, solo. Yeah, go on then. Yeah, I'll take that. That's actually quite feasible. I ain't much of a singles wrestler, but I sure fancy fighting somebody randomly generated by three assholes in Newcastle upon Tyne. Stop. It's top our legacy. What? <laughs> uh, <One. laughs> pretty Peter Avalon. That's a that's a tash battle. We'll take that. Booker of the year. Booker of the year. Booker of the year. I uh, I ain't much of a guy for growing a mustache. Oh no, wait, I am. But I'm gonna knock those off your face, Peter Avalon. If not Peter Avalon, <laughs> stop. Oh. Uh, let's go with three. <laughs> The butcher. There we go. I ain't mu- no much about being bald. But... Literally, they could do the Spider-Man meme, couldn't they? They could. They... If you time it right, they could do it in November as well. Oh, that would be great. Save it, Tony. I like that you know, Dax sort of thinking that him and Butcher could do the Spider-Man meme, and then the butcher's knocking his head clean off. Dax having to wrestle from underneath. I'd like to see Dax do the butcher's walk thing. Yeah, stop, stop. Yeah, Into there that. you go. Well, uh... done it. Along with a potential match of the year with Brian Danielson and Christian Cage, you've mm-hmm. also got Samoa Joe defending the ROH TV title against Willie Mack and Dax Harwood. <laughs> Should we book a women's match? Got him. Because it feels like Tony's going to have at least never one. one. Um, tell me when to stop, Michael Hamflet. Stop. Pick a number between one and five. Nicholas. Three. Reho. Good. Good start. Yeah, stick. Against. Stop. Two. Anna J. Oh, go on then, yeah. I'll take a bit of that. Uh, Complete it. Done it. That's uh, that's what he's doing. It. That's a collision. 
Sorted. That's simple, isn't it, really? <laughs> it's easy to book a wrestling show. <laughs> right, let us know your thoughts ahead of AW Collision this weekend on X uh, at What Culture WWE. Watch they can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at Michael Hamflet. Well, Adam Nicholas at It's Adam Nicholas. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, the SmackDown preview is available right now. We'll be back with Wrestle Culture and Hashtag Bloody Good Quiz a little bit later on today. And make sure if you haven't done so already, you head to whatculture.com forward slash tickets and get your tickets for the Dadly Boys on Tour live show that goes down next month. But for now, it's been the AW Collision Preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet, to Adam Nicholas. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.